What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Round the Crease Podcast. This is episode 75. Michael Ward and I are back together after taking a few weeks off to kind of decompress after the high school lacrosse season. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the latest goings-on in the Premier Lacrosse League, and we also talk a lot about the All-Axe Records team. There was a little bit more controversy regarding the All-Axe Records team than I think I was even aware of because Michael Ward got some heat for it, too, even though he had nothing to do with it. And we talk about the summer recruiting season. And we're starting now. All right, Michael, welcome back. Uh, it's been a few weeks since we, we've done a podcast. I think we were both trying to maybe decompress a little bit from from the from the high school season, and of course, then the summer season. Like it really, I don't know how it is for you. Uh, obviously, your first real year summer and spring doing this, but for me, it really doesn't end until almost mid-July, so I'm going from early January to mid-July, so it becomes a uh, few weeks of trying to make up time to my wife <laughs> and stuff like that, so uh, so welcome back. It's good to be back. Yeah, it is good to be back, and uh, I was, you know, doing the same thing I've always done for the last eight years, you know, going out with my son to the East, going uh, to whatever tournaments, whatever showcases, and then and then I just went to a few tournaments just on my own because I wanted to catch him. So, yeah. uh, so th- I don't think it ever turns off at this point. I because I'm already right now talking about fall lacrosse and talking about uh, recruiting. So, it's it's never off. It gives me something to do. So I'm happy to do it. Yeah, yeah. It's good. it's obviously been an, an exciting summer. It's an exciting year for for Lax Records as well. I think we had our, our probably I think it's been the of the five years that have been the most successful spring um, since I've been running it which is five years. Um, hard to believe it's actually been five years. I think that was like early July um, when I actually passed the five-year five year mark. So it didn't make a big to-do about it, but it felt pretty nice. For whatever reason, you know, five's a, one of those yes, numbers. Yes, it's an anniversary 15, number. You know, it's one of right. those anniversary numbers. So, you know, felt felt good to do that. And then uh, obviously I'll take a minute before we kind of get into our, our real topics today because, uh, you know, for those – it was funny because – I actually keep getting a lot of alerts from um, newspapers that have published that their kids in their area had made the All Lax Records team, which is not the first time it's happened, but it's happened way more this year than it has in previous years. Like other newspapers picking it up and just saying, you know, like today I think it was MJ McMahon from uh, Cardinal Mooney in Florida. Like the local newspaper did a write up to said he made All Lax Records team, and I've seen a few, seen a few in Florida. Um, so obviously I have good good contacts and good friends in Florida. So I don't know if they had anything to do with it. So if they did, thank you. But <laughs> you know, well, it was Flor- one of those. Florida's definitely someone who's watching. Yeah, and, and and I do like that. They're 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 into it. I mean, they're into it. So that's great. Yeah. Uh, and uh, for anybody who doesn't know the All Axe Records team, like I really I started it two years ago with the idea. I'm like I didn't want to do another Under Armour All American or even U.S. Lacrosse All American, where you know it's just and a lot of those all state stuff like that it really kind of ends up being um really the most recruitable player like you got a kid that's going to notre dame and you got a kid that's going to maybe you know washington college or something like that or queen's university and it ends up being the kid that goes to notre dame that ends up getting the first team nod because i've been on those sides of the conversations where it ends up like well we can't leave the kid from notre dame off first team or off second team so you end up going with that so honestly like i started all x records with the ideas like well I don't want to do that because there's enough of that. Like, you know, there's there's enough of those teams. So I wanted to try and do something different. So the idea was like, well, we do it with uh, 
the stats because obviously it makes sense since I run a stat-based site. Um, and this year, pretty early on in the process, I realized like I was going to have to add another team to the list because like, previous few years I've done first team, second team of 15 players um, each, and then a third team honorable mention. This year I had to expand to three teams of 15 each and then an honorable mention list. So uh, it's kind of fun to kind of see the end of season and what some of these kids had accomplished. And I'm I'm always proud when there's a few people on there that people are like, oh, I didn't know about that kid. Like, uh, I mean, the kid out of Indiana broke the single season record in uh, in goals, um, which was, I mean, people always like to argue about the level of competition and all that. But I'm like, you play who you play. And, you know, it still takes quite a bit to uh, – to do some of that stuff. So it's, uh, it's always fun. Um, that one, that one got those... some, that one got some responses. Yeah. I mean, it always does. Actually, I got a lot of responses about a lot of things. Like, I, I don't know if you did. I'm sure you did. You had yeah. to have gotten, how can you name that guy and not this guy? I yep. mean, I got like downright people angry and I, yep. and I, and I totally threw you under the bus. <laughs> I'm like, I have nothing to do with that part. Yeah. I said, it's all Mike and it's all out of stats and it's his method. Yeah. It's not saying this is the best person nope. or the best. This is his parameter and his thing. I mean, like I got re- actually really angry people at me, like people who I knew. Yeah. I got a few uh, Twitter DMs and stuff like that. And people are like, yeah. I can't believe you left this kid off the list. He's only, you know, two goals shy of this person. You had him on honorable mention and stuff like that. And I'm like, so and I was like, I literally said, I was like, at some point, someone gets left off the list because you go deep, you, you keep going. I'm like, there's someone that's just a little bit behind. Like, there's always, there's always somebody that's gonna get left. So at some point, you just gotta be like, all right, you know, this. I there's 45 players that I had write ups on, plus you know another 20 or 25 that are honorable mention. I'm like, that's that's a pretty deep list of of players, and I'm like, you know what, like, I'm. More than how you throw me under the bus all you want, I stand behind it. I I enjoyed putting it together, and I think there's a lot right, of kids that, in there that you know don't normally get recognition that got right. recognition. I I just said it was your thing. I just happened to be in a group of Culver parents, <laughs> and they're like, "Why isn't this?" I'm like, "If you want to make a list, how about this? Every guy in your team is on a, on a list somewhere." Oh, and you if, know, I'm uh, like, I can answer that I, question. I'm like, they I have don't no score as much. Uh, the Culver thing because I get no stats from Culver, flat oh. out. That's another thing because there was talk of certain face-off numbers and things like that. But and and I and I said I go, you can't have an all-time leading scorer because you have ten scorers. It's not like one guy's dominating on a team because a lot of those things might be because of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, not to take away anyone's, not to take away from anyone. I I know I got a lot of pushback on. Uh, I can't think of the kid's name from Indiana Harmon who Surratt. lit it up, and and there was a lot of like snarkiness going on here, like yeah. oh. Uh, you know, sometimes that just drives you nuts. But I just thought it was fun. I, get, I go, this is the stuff that draws people to the site, I guess. You know, you could have these debates. Yeah. Um, and it's more fun to do the debate after talking like like this. And then we can get more mentions. It was like, it was like, this isn't going to last for three weeks when we talk next time. <laughs> right. But so that's why I'm glad you brought it up. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is a fresh wound in my mind when I was standing on the sideline and someone just said, what's funny is when they're like, are you Mike from lax records? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Oh, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> how did you write? How did you write this about this guy and not my son? And I go, that's the other Mike. Yeah. I go, I'm Mike. I go, I'm Mike. War- I go, I go, I'm M Ward. I go, that's Mike Loveday. Because yeah. now people will see me. They're like, are you M. Ward? I'm like, 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, that's the other. I could, like I said, I completely threw you under the bus. Yeah, that's fine. I, said, I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I thought it was. I thought it was. Fine. I was laughing because I, as I'm sitting sitting there by myself, I'm just. I was giggling to myself. I'm like, oh my god, if Mike Loveday was right here right now, these people would be going because they were truly angry. Like I, I'm like I, again, it's too. It's it's not that much to get that angry about. It's just one thing, and and, and they were so. Um, Good thing that you brought it up because now when someone's listening, I guarantee it's going to reopen those wounds. That's fine. I'm ha- I'm happy to discuss the, the conversation with with anybody. I've already had several several at this point, so I'm just like, you know what? It is it is what it is. Like there, it is, it's always one of those things. And people, and I think it's just human nature. People take it it's like, oh, if you leave this kid off the list, it's an affront. Like some people take it as political. Like I've actually been called like, Oh, it's just political. And I'm like political by who? Like there's nobody else for it. (laughs) Like there's nobody else doing it. I do it. Like I flat out told someone's like, I do it myself flat out. I I don't even know. Um, there's nobody else. There's no one paying you. I I honestly have no idea. Someone, someone just said it was political and I'm like, Oh, okay. Like you, I, those are easy to ignore. Um, but it's one of those, I'm like, you know, I, I do the list and, I'm proud of it. I'm happy to get the kids and I make the intention of like, you know, there's always kids on that list that people haven't heard of or don't people flat out don't think deserve to be on any kind of postseason list because they didn't play the level of competition that their kid played and stuff like that. And I'm like, and they always think like, and like I said, I don't know if it's human nature that people think like, oh, you left my kid off. So they take it personally. Like I was somehow oh, yeah. twisting yeah, my they, mustache they to be they like, take it personally. oh, I left, you know, Michael Ward off that list because I don't like him. I don't like his school. I don't like his coach. Right. Like yeah. there's some other reason when they don't think about like, there's just another kid that I felt was just maybe a little bit more deserving for that spot. And so it's that kid earned, like I always look at him like this kid earned it. It's not that the other kid didn't earn it. If that makes sense. Like it I don't does. ever see as like a kid doesn't um, make the spot. Just some kid just has, you know, something like, and it's it's my opinion, flat right. out. And it's, it's my based opinion on, on what I numbers. what I feel, what I feel. Like in some points, it gets close. Like it gets tight for some of them. It's just like, all right, where do I leave this? And that's why I added a third team because I felt there was some kids. I'm like, there's just too many kids to do it. I was like, either going to expand the teams to like 20 players each. With at some point, again, you got to cut it off at some point. Not going to have a 45 member first team because at some point it just loses its entire meaning when you just put everybody in this i i do not believe in the everybody gets a trophy aspect as well some of it's like <laughs> well, depends on when i discuss that one yeah when when the stats come in like sometimes like the stuff's done and then stats come in later and i'm like well this stuff's already done like i'm not going to go in and like bump kids off the list and put someone else on after it's already been published so um you know and, and to those i'm always like well i give it plenty of time like you know if your season ends in may or june i don't really publish this stuff until july so there's ample time i send out plenty of emails i give plenty of notice like i'm fine send them my way i don't care like, right at, at me I, flat it's one of those things that i've been doing this long enough like you can't say anything to me that i haven't heard at this point uh the thing that i wanted that I, okay I'll, I'll tell you the a couple of different comments that i received um who are you getting your stats from that was one like because I had a dad come up to me and be like, my son's stats blew his away and started giving me. I said, for, A, first of all, I don't – I'm not a stat guy. Yeah. Mike's the stat guy. I go, I do my eye test. I can tell who, how good someone is by watching. Yeah. I said, so let's leave me out of that. Two, I said, I'm not sure if his stats are just official or from someone who might find him. Um, 
because I know we've discussed, we've had it before when someone's like, my son is about to break this record. Yeah. Then you've gone and looked up the record and you're like, oh, he has. Or you've said, uh, I can't corroborate that. So yeah. that was one thing. And it, and it seemed to be mostly face-off and goalies that I, parents that I heard from. Yeah. It was, you know, uh, there's, there's one, you know, my kid's got a 90% face-off win percentage and I'm, and then I'm like, what school does he go to? And then it's a school in Nebraska that I never heard of. Now the kid might be great, but I'm like, okay, um, does he play on a travel team? Can I go watch him? Is he yeah. here? You know, I was at some of the top tournaments and I'm like, <laughs> if he's a 90% face-off kid, he should be on some team that's at this tournament that I right. could be watching. Yeah. And, 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 and no, I'm like, okay, so that's, there's that. So I, but like I've said to people, I said, Mike has his parameters. Mike has his, his things to, to rank and it's his list. I could make a list and it's different than his. Yeah. But it's my list. Yeah. There's not right. There's not wrong. There's a list. So I just love what I, I love that everyone gets so bent out of shape by absolutely anything. Anything. Oh yeah. Everybody's got to be. Anything. But it's like, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's like the sensitivity level is God, you say one thing and, and boom, it's blown out of proportion. So there's, this, there's no room for is, opinions anymore. It's no. like you're you're oh. right or you're wrong. It's not you're not right. gonna be like, oh, right. you know, you disagree with me. That's perfectly okay. We're allowed. You know, right. <laughs> grown right. adults are allowed to disagree with one another and right. still be friends. Like it's right. it's, it's oh. been done in history before. It's not in- inconceivable. So, yeah, it's always one of the things for anybody who's listening. If you're wondering if where I get my stats from, it's from various sources. They're always verified through a head coach. Always. Um, I get them from newspaper sources, coaches submit. Anytime a parent submits, it always gets verified by coaches. Um, when coaches have sent me in their stats as players, I verify it with the program from before. So it's not even like I take, you know, anytime it's a personal thing because I've found in past, like, and coaches will send me their records and I'm like, oh, this is what I have for you. Where am I wrong? And they're like, oh, no, you got it right. I just gave myself a couple extra wins. I thought we had more wins that season. I'm like, okay. Like it's, it, it never, they're never malicious about it. It's just one of those things. Like I always, there's always a verification process. And I've heard that conversation before. And my question is like, well, is it published anywhere that I can verify the numbers that you're giving me are in the ballpark or correct? And you know, what's your head coach's email? Can I get in touch with them? Um, and sometimes the head coaches don't get back to me. Sometimes the head coaches, like when we were at the, um, oh, I'm going to lose the Midwest lacrosse challenge. Yes, um, and I LLC. asked the Culver guys, I'm like, do you guys keep, keep stats? And the guys were like, no, we don't, we don't keep, we don't <laughs> right. keep stats. I'm like, okay. Right. Like, stats don't win games they're, for them. Yeah. They're, they're, it's not the only team that does it. Right. It's not unique. There's just some teams that don't. I've had other coaches tell me like, we don't, like we keep them, but we don't tell anybody about them because we think it's about the name on the front, not the name on the back. That's another one I've heard. And so, so for me, fine. it's just like, all right, you know, and I can't make these guys change. I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, but I do this. And they're like, well, I don't, I don't care. That's not their job. That's not their goal. So, you know, it's uh, I'm sure there's kids out there that have probably scored more goals or had more assists or something that I don't have. And, but it's not for lack of trying on my end. So right. it's one no, of those you, things I'm like. Uh, I tell people how much work you do. I said you can't you can't even imagine the deep dives. I said he does the work that no one else wants to do. And I go, he really gets no thanks for it. He gets more grief than thanks. Yeah. Well, I, w- I wouldn't say that. Like, I don't want to like people. Well, I get grief. People give me. Uh, well, maybe they're more comfortable gr- grieving to you. I don't know. It's like, I, I mean, I get grief. 
I think I've just kind of become more of a the duck off of water's back after doing this right, for yeah. over 10 years. Like I let that stuff slide off, but I do, there are a number of people. I mean, I, the number of donations that I get on the site and then people leave the comments whenever I make a donate that they love the site. And I'm way more grateful. Um, it takes years of try, like trying not to focus on the negative and focus on the positive. So I always think about the people that actually appreciate the work that goes into it and appreciate the work that I do and that they enjoy it. And honestly, those are the people that I really do it for. I'm like, because if you don't like it, you really don't have to pay any attention to me at all. Like, there's an unfollow button on Twitter. You don't have to listen to anything I say. And honestly, most people's lives won't change. Like, an all-axe records team's probably not getting a kid a scholarship to Notre Dame. Like, because those coaches already knew about that kid by the time um, I would put anything out. So I will. I will tell you something that's cool though. Uh, when I get sent videos all the time. Uh, which I get tons of videos all the time. Yeah. And I'm at a point now where I'm like, I don't know what to do with them. Like, I just <laughs> I just try to retweet if they tweet them to me because, yeah. you know, a lot of the p- kids are kids that I've seen this year who I know. Like, I've seen them in person. It's easier to comment when it's someone I see in person. Right. But I have seen on a video that was sent to me that, you know, when they flash, like, the title screen first. Yeah. Like, coached by this. All Lax Records team was one of the thing, and I was just a big smile on my, you know, they'd be like, uh, inside lacrosse, all star team, yeah, and they have like five of their accomplishments, and Lax Records That's, was on there. I do so, love that. <laughs> so, and honestly, I, like, I do it mostly for the kids. Like, I started this as partly for reporters, but also to kind of give kids recognition. So for me, it's much more important that the kids appreciate it than. Um, really anybody else. Cause I really feel like, you know, it's always one of those, like I started it because I wanted to give kids who didn't normally get recognition, some sort of press because everybody writes about the, um, Angelo Petrakis and, you know, Alex, uh, I'm going to Stathicus. Yes. That's it. <laughs> it's like, I uh, got hung up on the, uh, the Massapequa guy, you know, and they get hung up on all the, the, the top tier guys and the Connor Schellenbergers and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, the, some of the kids, they just don't get written about. So that was, I mean, we've covered this way, way in the past. So <laughs> in other podcasts, if anybody is interested, they can go back and listen. I can go on my rant um, at any point in time. But anyway, I will link to the All Lax Records team. And feel free, I am at Lax Records on Twitter. Um, I'm sure I've already heard from a number of people who are unhappy. And I've heard from more people who are happy and appreciate it. So uh, for those, thank you. And anybody else wants to complain, my DMs are open. So... <laughs> uh have at it um but as we're recording today on wednesday um i know we're putting putting this out on sunday but i guess it's been um quite a busy day on twitter uh and i know there was a couple like we're gonna get to kind of the summer the summer stuff here in a minute but i think it was one of those things like because it's kind of blowing up on twitter it feels worth talking about might be dead by sunday but um i know warrior dropping paul rabel has seemed to lit a spark on both sides of the (laughs) Both sides of the aisle, so to speak. So, uh, what what, do you, what did you think about that? Well, I think it, technically it was the New Balance that dropped him. I you know yeah, his I New Balance. Warrior, yeah. I mean, I know it's owned by yeah. War, the New Balance is owned I, by. So that's the other way that's, Warriors. That's the one thing I want to check. Like, okay, so technically New Balance. Yes, New, new Balance is. Will he be wearing his Warrior helmet at his next game? That's what I want to know. Like he wears Warrior equipment. Yeah. So I so we know the, the that they're together. But he was getting paid as a New Balance athlete. Yeah. So, A, that's just a whole other issue. B, um, I saw the press release. Actually, I don't even think it was a press release. It was a it was a breaking news story. Yeah. 
And um, I think it was on was it Forbes or Bloomberg is where I saw it. I don't know. If right. it was I don't know if it, I don't know who if you know what came before and right. after. I saw a breaking news thing and said okay. And I will be honest. Right off the bat, I said okay. Like he shouldn't have been part. I, like at this point, I'm like. I totally understand it. I totally agree with it. Uh, it probably should have been done in the beginning. Now, no one knows what the contract is. Oh, yeah. Well, so so a couple, a couple of people probably, obviously someone does, but right. no one's going to talk to us about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> so when they were talking about the breach of contract, it wasn't that he was wearing an Adidas jersey in a game. while he was playing. Yeah. It wasn't that. The actual thing that they said was that after a game, when he's signed by New Balance, he's supposed to be wearing their clothing. Yeah. And he was out being filmed wearing a Adidas T-shirt, um, which if you don't think that in the NBA, then those guys are out and they're a Nike athlete. If they ever got caught wearing something else, yeah. I don't know if it would be this public. I don't know what would happen. I mean, these, those guys are getting... Fifty million dollars. Yeah, they, you know, they have to be careful of everything they do. I know it. I've been around pro basketball players. Yeah, that they have to do it. So, if that was the case, it's, I guess, by the letter of the contract, and he did break the contract. It seemed ticky tacky. It also just seemed, um, it seemed like it wasn't rolled out like this. It's, it, it's weird timing. That's what I think. Yeah. That's what I felt. It's it was weird timing. My, I mean, I, I replied to you on Twitter because my, my hot take, and it's an opinion, um, right. is that it's not coincidental that Paul Rabel was one of the big stars in the MLL. Warrior has a very large stake. The owner of New Balance has a very large stake in the MLL. Paul Rabel started a rival league and took many of the MLL's best players with him to that rival league. Right. So I would have said right complete that, co- complete coincidence that all of a sudden Paul Ray will get right. stopped. I just found the t- I find the timing. I was like, I oh, thought I it should have happened. I thought it should have happened the day he announced the PLL. I would say, wait a minute. I owned four at the time because I owned four teams in the in, in MLL. Yeah, and I was a part owner of this, and I started this. Yeah. Um, the fact that he played into almost August, and then this comes out. So there's the thing. Like I've just heard other players were also dropped, but there was months ago. I think Scotty Rogers was another one. Yeah. Tom Schreiber was another one I I, I think I just found out. Um, so I don't think there's anything wrong with New Balance doing it. I think it's every one bit of the right. Oh, yeah, I, I also think business-wise, yeah. They're, right, yeah. yeah. And I all, and the for people say they're boycotting. Okay, uh, that, stop it, crazy. You're boycotting New Balance <laughs> that, because – don't they you know that's the thing Paul to do Rabel. on Twitter whenever something right. happens? You just boycott. They, right. Boy, Nike's fired, been boycotted a lot in the past year. Right, <laughs> right. But they, but they're firing Paul. They canned Paul Rabel. We're going to boycott New Balance. Do you think Paul Rabel's sitting there going, "Oh yeah, sure, boycott"? You know, because he cares what you're doing to boycott. Right. Because here's what it just opened. He's a free agent now. Yeah, he's a free agent now. I will tell you this: if Adidas isn't signing him already, right? Are you going to ban Adidas? I mean, that's or boycott Adidas. Uh, I mean, I would swoop in if you're if if you think you're going to get your money, if you think you're going to get your money out of him, that you want to give him a lucrative contract, you will. Um, but I sort of got a kick out of the New Balance boycott, where I'm like, oh, all you know, twenty thousand of you angry people are, aren't going to affect New Balance's bottom line. You know, if if it was even that, it, it won't. Um, then my other thought was, this is so typical MLL. Type of like, 
they roll out everything so badly. Yeah. Their PR is awful. So if this was literally, we're making this statement like, oh, people are going to be on our side. They did it wrong again. Right. So he was wrong. Like, this should have been taken care of months ago. This should have been under the table. This should have been quiet. And instead, they just screwed it up, just like everything else the MLL has done. From For 10, 20, whatever, 15 years that they've been in business, they step on their own foot. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, this is another unforced error. Like, why would – like, totally agree with it. They could fire them. Totally yeah. agree with it. Not a problem with it. But they just put themselves in a PR mess. And, and they're, they're they're still digging out all their other ones too. So right. it's like they're like they're not doing themselves any do, favors. Right. Everything they do is is dumb. It just seems dumb to me. Yeah. Now, uh, and it's, it's it's an unforced error, and that's their problem. And I'm a big fan of Warrior. I love Warrior. I have a lot of Warrior stuff at my house. I have a lot of New Balance stuff at my house. Yeah. I'm not changing any of that. Uh, I will say this, and I always have been a big New Balance fan. I've always liked Under Armour. Um, when Adidas sponsored the PLL, yeah, I went and bought Adidas shoes when my son needed shoes. I'm like, go ahead and get some Adidas because I wanted to support the, t- the I wanted to support the company that was putting their money behind a product I liked. Yeah. And, th- and I do that. I, I, if I don't like something, if I don't, if I don't agree with what a company does, I'm not boycotting. I said, well, I just don't want to give them, I'm not going to give them my money. Yeah. You vote so with your wallet. Something. Right. I vote with my wallet. I don't need to make a big, you know, stink about it. So I did that with Adidas. Um, and but I still like the New Balance. Again, I'm, <laughs> I'm a middle aged guy. I have to wear New Balance almost all the time. Um, and Warrior, I just like I like the products. Yeah. So I think Paul Rabel is going to be fine. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I think uh, New Balance is going to be fine. Everybody's right. going to everybody's going to go home you and know who I think count the play first, with their, right. Hey, take their time with their money. They're going to be fine. <laughs> the, ML, the MLL is not going to be fine. Yeah, I'm. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm I'm curious to say the least on what what the end game is here because I was actually having a conversation with a buddy on my way home from work yesterday, and I was like. Lacrosse is not big enough to sustain two leagues. I mean, really, like no no sport. I mean, it's not like you got rival. I mean, I guess. Jim McMahon is hoping to, uh, or Vince McMahon is hoping to do a rival to the NFL, but there's not, um, you know, rival leagues to right. the major sports. So I'm like, your lacrosse is nowhere near big enough to sustain two leagues. No. And, at and we this said po- this in the beginning of the year. Right? Yeah. Just- and so it's just like, is, uh, I mean, everybody, I think everybody for some reason thought the MLL would absorb the PLL. Um, totally with you. Thought so. I really, I'm like, I think if this ends up going any direction, I think it's probably the other way around. I mean, there was something interesting on Reddit the other day that I saw. Um, uh, one of the coach, uh, someone I follow on Twitter had retweeted. It was basically someone doing basically a, a financial breakdown of the POL. Um, and the comment on Twitter was like, "Enjoy it while it lasts." I mean, the person had no insight. They were using basically public information and estimates based on what they said they did for a living. Um, and it looks bleak. But then again, like there's so much that we don't know um, what they got going on. And it's going to be interesting to see how this kind of plays out. Like it's almost like one of those things like for me, it's the uh, game beyond the game. It's like, all right, what's what's going to happen with these two leagues? Like what ends up being the end game? Like does the POL, can they sustain the traveling circus, you know, motif um, to get people to go? You know, because I think they said they're averaging about 5,000 fans per game, which really isn't a lot. Um, it's a lot if it doesn't if it if it's in a five thousand foot person stadium. When a five thousand people are in a thirty thousand seat stadium, 
it looks it it, it looks bad. Well, it looks it does. but I also wonder what the what it costs them to rent those venues for the period right. of time because they obviously they're renting it for the game day, but obviously there's load in, load out. So it's not right. like you know it's not like every that stuff just doesn't show up on Saturday morning, get loaded no, in, right. and then get loaded out Sunday evening, and they're down. Like so, they're probably in a day or two before, a day or two after. Um, so you know, I always like like there's the are they covering their cost just with tickets like is it offsetting right. that stuff and you know we won't know that stuff because they won't that's it's not a publicly right. traded company um no. but you know it's like interesting and obviously I'm, I'm sitting here i have my uh and again we're on a podcast so if you're watching the video like i bought my pol hat i have my whip snake shirt like again kind of like you like i i like what they're doing so i wanted to throw my support behind them to you know hey you know keep keep on keeping on but uh yeah it's going to be interesting to see what happens? I mean, I think the worst thing for any of us would be the MLL ends up folding and the PL can't sustain its momentum, and we're left with nothing. So, well, like, I think I think there are people. I think there are owners in the MLL who are pretty much pot committed at this point, and um, that. So, first of all, doing research today, one of the things that I heard or saw or read about today was that Michael Rabel and Paul Rabel came, went to the MLL at first and said will buy you. Mm. And the MLL said no. And then they offered New Balance the opportunity to sponsor them. Yeah. And New Balance said no. Yeah, that was so cool. right at that point should have been, okay, we're separating, we're done. That should have ended anything that came out today. But, so that's what makes me think about today. Like, I've dealt with public relations. I've dealt with, you know, lobbying, which is all public relations. It's like, you want to leak something here, you want to leak something there. <laughs> right. If anyone leaked something, if this was leaked, which I'm guessing it was, it was definitely leaked by the PLL to, A, it's Wednesday, we're talking about this thing, Paul Rabel, the hero of lacrosse, has been wronged. Right. He's been wronged, okay? He hasn't been wronged, but he's been fired, and no one likes to see someone get fired. Yeah. Uh, but they leaked, they had to have leaked it, because there wasn't an official press release from New Balance. Yeah. It was a breaking report. So who got that breaking report? How did right. that go? It very Someone well could have been. It very well could have been Paul Rabel's buddy who said, "Hey, here's this." Because I know how that works. Because yeah. I get those little tips all the time. Yeah, I've been I've been receiving tips about certain things in my world right now for the last two days. Yeah. So I know it, how this works. So again, what I've noticed about the PLL is I don't know how successful they're doing, but I know this. They're not going to tell you if they're not succeeding. They're always going to be – it's always going to be good news. Yeah. There will never be bad news. It's always – because if you sell it and you sell good news and you sell good news, it's a, it's a self-fulfilling pro prophecy. It'll, it'll, it can come out. Yeah. Um, so now you have people coming up supporting Paul Rabel, talking about the PLL. I saw it, like you said, it was on Forbes. It's been on other major things. Yeah. So now the PLL just got – ridiculous amounts of free advertising and they look like a victim yeah now they're a victim now people are you if you look online and you look on websites you look on everything they're calling out nike under armor uh reebok you should all they're sitting there going oh there's a guy who's a free agent and people are clamoring which one should pay for him yeah. You can't buy this advertising. Yeah. We're talking about it right now. Yeah. You can't buy this advertising. So that's, again, that strikes me as the marketing genius of the PLL, and that's what gives me hope. Because they seem to do, sometimes it might be too much. Like, I, I'm like, oh, you know, yeah. let's tone it down. Right. But I understand you have to be 
a complete carnival barker yeah. to start a pro league on your own. Right. And I will give Paul Rabel credit. I, it, you know, there were some things that I didn't like and some things that, but he is, when I watched, I watched the all-star game and I thought the announcing, uh, I don't know if you saw it. I thought the announcing was horrible. Like not the announcing of the game, yeah. but like the on-field interviews, there was no continuity. It was very all up, like the production value wasn't good. Like it didn't seem like they were communicating. Uh, so like the interview came late, uh, they were showing something else. And then there was an, like, and then they're pulling the microphone away. And I'm like, this just looks bad. Yeah. Well, Paul Rabel was in the booth with Ryan Boyle and, and whoever else was up there. And next thing you know, he was on the field with the microphone in his hand. And he basically just took over and was like, okay, we're here for the faster shot contest. And then he interviewed guys right on the spot. Yeah. So this is a guy who took the bull by the horns, which you could never do that in anything else. He's, he just sort of took it. So <laughs> again, marketing and, and they're, and they're playing. It makes me feel like they're going to be the successful one. Yeah. And there will be guys who still want to make money in lacrosse and say, maybe we expand to eight teams. Maybe next year they get two more teams. Yeah. Because also, I mean, parity is nice, but you don't know who's going to win every week. Yeah. And it's always like a one point or a one goal game or a yep. two goal game. Now, to make to make a sport very interesting, gambling has to happen. Yeah, okay? we mentioned that. Yeah. Right. So, and there's odds. I've seen odds on this, but I, I don't know if it's, I, I think in Indiana is, is starting legal gambling, sports gambling, if you go to a sports book, uh-huh. and they have college lacrosse. You can bet on college lacrosse. Now, I could handicap a college lacrosse game. You can't handicap these games. You don't know who's going to win, lose. They're evenly balanced. You don't. That makes it hard. So that <laughs> that makes it that makes it to say because the point of handicapping is to get the middle. So yeah. you want to say the Whip Snakes are a six point favorite or six goal favorite over this team. Well, you, you, if you're laying six goals in any game in the PLL, I'm taking the six point. I'm taking the six goals every yeah. time. Yeah. I'm parlaying every team at the same time with yeah. that. So it's almost like they need one, two more teams to thin it out where you can sort of – you need some mistakes. You need a door, I mean, these you need, are the, you need a door stop. <laughs> these are like six all-star teams. Like if you looked at every yeah. single team, there's like, there's like no weaknesses on it. You yeah. need some weakness to get to – get discrepancies and then people could gamble on it. And then there's like fantasy lacrosse. And right. so I don't think they would shut out. I don't think Paul Rabel would be shutting out guys who already spent money on it, such as the major league lacrosse and might say, Hey, you can come on board as an investor. Um, it's going to take this and take this and take this, but we will now make you part of the ownership group or however they're doing it. Um, and then because I can't see Rob Pinnell, and uh, Lyle Thompson playing in the MLL much longer. Yeah, I can't see if you if you get Lyle Thompson and Rob Pinnell into the PLL, I think you could probably stick a nail in the coffin for the MLL. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and all that again, this little thing today brought this whole conversation about today, and 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 and, it, and it's just. Almost genius. It's almost so good it's genius that this came out. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, I'll just say this one last thing, and we're going to move on to the the high school end. But you know, it was I, I thought about it from this perspective. Obviously, if if Paul had if at the start of this whole process of the P O L, if Paul had gone to Warrior and be like, "Hey, I went out of my contract because 
there's going to be conflict of interest here. Makes perfect sense. He would have probably had to pay some sort of remaining bat. Like there was, there would have been a penalty on his end sure. that sure. to get out of that contract. Um, and Warrior would have had every right to collect that. Instead, he sat around and wait to get fired. And now he gets he, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's probably a stipulation in his contract, knowing contract lo- lawyers that I deal with. If they fired him, they still had to pay him. Like, we'll yeah. fire you. You're going to have to. <clears throat> and to breach end the contract, this. they probably right. get out of some of that. But, you right. know, it's probably right. one of those things. Well, that's that... why they came up with the breach of contract. Like, yeah. as petty as it might be in the legal world, yeah. in the legal, like, and they said there were two instances. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't available with one instance. So maybe it was two. So there's the legal issues that we don't know. There's now, if I'm. If I'm giving Major League Lacrosse any advice, here it is. And Paul Rabel, I will say this. Paul Rabel came out with an announcement on Twitter today. Yeah. And it was basically, thank you very much for this. Yeah, and he'd I, handled you know, it perfectly. I've had, I've had a great relationship, and I'm sad to see it end, but I'm all looking forward to PLL. Yeah. That is PR 101, because yeah. I was going to wait and see if he was going to be a gripe, and then I'm like, okay, now there's a fight. So now he came out and took the high ground. Yeah. So now MLL literally can't come out and say, well, these were our rules, and he broke them because then they even looked like bigger morons. Yeah. And then I saw Scotty Rogers do the exact same thing, thanked Warrior for everything. And I go, whoever's coaching them on the PR angle is just being genius because now there's nothing New Balance could do or Warrior could do to make themselves look like the good guy and make them look bad. Yeah. They can't save face. What they should be doing right now is just shutting their mouth. Yeah, let just, let it, blow just let it go. Over. Let this new cycle blow over, or all of a sudden say, we gave Rob Pinnell $500,000. He's the new <laughs> face, because he's already the face of uh, of New Balance. Right. And say, here, here's our guy. Um, this is our man, and we're going to stick with him and, and promote him. And I, I have no problem with that. So I have to say, whoever's the PR advice to the PLL people has been spot. I'd like, I applaud that. Yeah. So. There, that's all we have to talk about that, I think. Yeah. So um, so we move on again on, on Twitter. I got – it was funny because uh, I had hired a guy to uh, – an old friend um, to cover the National High School Lacrosse Showcase, which is a big event. I think it's in its fifth year or something like that um, out in Columbia, Maryland. It's run by a couple of uh, MIA co- – well, one former MIA coach and some MIA guys. But, you know, it's probably one of the bigger – it's geared towards high school teams. Um, you know, it's not, it's not a club event. Um, and, and the respect that they, you know, it's like you get, um, it wasn't called Chaminade, but they were called flyers flyers, but it was the, you know, the kids on Chaminade, like it's the kids that play during that season. Obviously you don't get the guys that just graduated, but you get the kids that are coming up and the guys that were on the team. Um, obviously I'm sure scheduling allows. Um, so it's a, if a fantastic event I've covered, you know, I've covered it. I think I covered it in its first year. I actually covered it for the Chris Goldberg at Philly lacrosse. It was before I'd started lax records. And then this was the year I was like, well, you know, I just, it felt the timing was right for me to have something covered it. And, uh, I, Derek did a fantastic job. And I guess he had a picture and a comment on from Lars Tiffany, defending national champion, <laughs> Lars Tiffany, um, about, you know, that I guess 90% of recruiting is done in June or July. And I initially published that story last week with that quote, but for whatever reason, the tweet today seemed to catch a little bit more people people's interest. So uh, I know you've been heavy 
in the uh, summer lacrosse season. So maybe you can shed a little bit of light, like why all of a sudden that that quote. Maybe everybody's just relaxed a little bit since the season is starting to die down with August coming right, like literally a, a hours away at this point. Right. Uh, you know, to be honest, I don't know why it was shocking. Um, first of all, let's say the NHL, the N. NHNLS tournament. Yeah, it's, a, it's a tough one. It's a tough acronym. <laughs> I, I, I think I think is the number one tournament. Yeah, it's the it's a go to for me every year. I think going they said forward. there was a hundred. They had hundred and ninety five college coaches in attendance. Oh which yeah, yeah, blew my mind. Every college coach who needs to be there was there because you're seeing them playing as a team. The best way to see the kid play is to play with teammates around him that he knows. Okay? Anyone yep. can go to an all-star game and hog the ball and light it up or or screw it up. Yeah. You know, there's both ways. You might see the best kid go out and play, and he doesn't know the kids or he's not comfortable with the kids, and then he chokes. Yeah. Um, so this is a great one. This is great. And you're getting all – those teams came from everywhere. Yeah, we had Mercer now, Island from Washington. Yeah, I mean, there was California, Oregon, from the, Oregon. Oh, yeah, yeah everywhere. It was everywhere. Everywhere. <clears throat> So it, it's basically like an all-you-can-eat buffet for college coaches. Yeah. So it's wonderful. Yeah. And you get to see them in an environment. Now, I already know that there's coaches who reached out to me because I was talking about it who've reached out to me from the Midwest who are like, we're going to this tournament next year. We're going to this tournament next year. And I keep thinking, at some point, this is going to be too big. Uh, or the wrong team is going to go. Like, you can't be mediocre. Right. You can't. Like, you can't. You just can't. Yeah, uh, you have to be really, really good because you're playing really, really good teams and you might not have all of your players and you don't have your coaches. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a rule like the actual head coach can't go. Yeah. A lot so of you coach, see you'll see coaches standing on the sideline like across the field. Yeah. It was so, funny because Derek had listed it was the Nutria one that it originally because I forget who he, co he, he, he was like Nutria's head coach. So and so. And I was like, all right, that's obviously an assistant. I was like, but oh, I, know, yeah, so I got a comment on that. Derek doesn't I, know, uh, right. you know, that that's not their head coach because he, he's, he's a Maryland guy. He has no right. idea that right. Illinois. He didn't even know what Mer New Trier was. Uh, but, but so I got a message right after that, right after that came out. Um, and it was like, do you know that that's not the head coach? And, and I knew the person who was saying this to me. Because I've stood next to her and talked to her at the eight games I went to New Jersey this year. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I know that's not your coach. She's like, that's our girls coach. And I said, they can't have the coach there. Um, yeah. So it's like someone takes the team to to get the rules. Right. And and so I'm like, and then she's like, oh, I just talked to my husband. He explained it to me. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I'm, but she, I, and I love, I love who I'm talking about. If she's listening, she knows who I am. I think she's great. Her kid's great everything so uh and i like that she's constantly watching and listening and so that's wonderful um but what a what a great tournament and and again if you if you're if you're a high school coach and you can get in that tournament if you can get your team in that tournament because that's a pretty damn good barometer a year out you know eight months out yeah but just to say hey these are our guys this is what we got Plus, you it's work. Start. You know, it's good off-season work for for those kids because, right. you know, obviously the seniors are gone, so right. you know those freshmen are getting good experience. The sophomores are getting right. good experience. Like, you know, it's just it's moving up for everybody. And yeah, rather than you know trying to do that practice in February, March, and getting ready for the season, right. you get a little bit in 
pretty early in the year, and then yeah. you'll go about your club stuff right, later right. on. But right. it's it's good. It's 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 a good one. So, but the when when you put out the ninety percent of um, recruiting is done in June and July, and people were like thrown. I I don't know who was thrown off by it. Yeah, I was a little surprised that people were surprised about it. To be honest right. with you, <laughs> well, if if they don't think ninety percent is done in June and July, where the hell do they? When do the hell do they think it is? Like. This is when you go and travel where you have a hundred teams at one location. This makes it easy. There aren't giant uh, travel dollars for recruiting for lacrosse for colleges. Yeah. And it's not uh, like so, those guys are playing the same time the high school kids are playing. Right. So, so this is there's limited I mean, opportunities. Not, right. Not only that, like then there was the uh, the NLF tournament, which is like the big yeah. one. The, you know, yeah. that's a, that's another big one. Uh, and they were, you know, and it was c- convenient and coaches all went there and players Boom, slid right over onto their travel team. <laughs> right. Um, so, I mean, I've been to, I, I, let's just say this year, I was at over over 45 games, probably more, but I just like to say over 45 because I don't want someone to say, you were at 43, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, whatever. But I probably was at more than 45. And I saw Culver probably six times. I saw Nutrier eight times. Nutrier's got four I think Nutria probably has five guys who are going to play in college. Yeah. Culver has every guy that's senior playing in college. Yeah. Um, I went and saw Chaminade. I went and saw St. Anthony's. I went and saw Garden City. They got every, I mean, they're, you know, it's, I didn't see one college coach at any of their games. But I went to all the tournaments out east. Yeah. Lined up all the way to the sideline. Yep. So that's what I'm saying. It's June. It's July. Here you go. Now, the only people I could think would be shocked by this are people in hotbeds. Like maybe people, parents from the MIAA or uh, Long Island and saying, oh, we see coaches all the time. But I can promise this. In Illinois, we're not seeing a bunch of coaches. Right. Uh, in, in Atlanta, they're not seeing a bunch of coaches. In California, they're not seeing a bunch of coaches. Texas, they're not seeing a bunch of coaches. This is the best opportunity. And that's yeah. why it is. Then comes the video. You know, then everyone sends a video. Yeah. So... I would say June might be the time to get on somebody's radar. June and July gets on somebody's radar as coach. Then they might sit there and say to the coach, that kid interests me. Then that kid makes his video and sends it to him, and that's it. So I don't know when else they – do they think that's happening in March? Yeah. Especially a college coach who's actually coaching. I mean, they're playing. Do They they don't have time to, to recruit while their own team is playing. So it was it was boggling that people thought. Well, I wonder outrageous. if it's one of those like people are. I guess it depends on what your definition of recruiting is. Like, are they people perceiving it as the I'm the college coach talking to this kid? Is that what they consider the recruiting process? Because obviously that's not probably happening even a lot in June and no. July for. Oh, they're you know, getting their not, list. Not for right. the, yeah, they're they're like the coaches are like. They're Santa Claus. They're making their list and they're checking right. it twice right. because exactly come September 1st, those are the right. kids. They're like, all right, who do we want to talk to? Like, And they're taking that list back and they're right. looking at all the other college, talking to their staff and figuring out, like, who do we want? Who are we going after? Who's our priorities? Um, so, I mean, if you're thinking about that, that's not happening in June and July. But in June and July, that's when those coaches are right. They are spread out and they are looking at kids. And, you know, I had the opportunity that the ideal lacrosse showcase in Minnesota, like I talked to a number of lacrosse coaches and they're like, yeah, well, like it, they said, it's always great validation when they have guys at several different tournaments throughout the summer. And at some point they come back and two or three or four of them have the same kid 
on their list from different tournaments that they weren't at. So then they'd be like, all right, every one of us noticed Michael Ward at the tournaments that he was in that we were at. That becomes a pretty obvious indicator that that's a kid yeah. they want to go after. Yeah. So, you know, it's yeah. always one of those things, too. So it's that's I guess from what I I guess from my perspective, like that's what I was thinking about when he was talking about the recruiting. It's like that's when you're 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 making your list and you're figuring out, like, who do we want? What are our needs? Who are we going to go after and who's out there that would fit? our system because i mean that's always another thing too it's like right. not always the you know you're you're not always going to get the brennan o'neill that no you will like it doesn't matter where he wants to go player will, you know team will make a fit for him right. like but it's there's also one... there's also teams that have been uh shunned you know they've yeah. been they've been left at the altar so those kids they're looking at uncommitteds at those tournaments and they'll yeah. walk up to them right then at 2022 yeah. or 2020 yeah. who's already legit to be talked to right sometimes even a 19 a kid who graduated might be playing in a tournament because he's he hasn't been he hasn't gotten his name right. he might be going on to prep school he yeah. might be going to junior college but he's playing and they could walk right up to him you fit our need yeah oh hey i saw we just lost our uh you know attackman you fit yeah. our need well, with the transfer so, portal, too, I mean, you got kids that are leaving programs um, that won't be there in the spring, and coaches are like, oh, we we now have a hole at Long Stick Midi. Right. Like, we got, like, that wasn't a, a need they thought they might need at the start of the summer, middle of the summer, and be like, okay, now we got to fill that. We got to find someone. So, who's out there that's available? So, you know, those needs probably change throughout the summer uh, as well, too. So, you I mean, you're looking at kids, it's never probably never too late for kids, especially with right. the prep school kids. Right. Um, Don't stop. Like, and, and again, in the last three days, I think I've, I think I've uh, made like five different announcements of kids who just signed, you know, one kid was at uh, D three, another kid went to high point. Uh, you know, that was two days ago. That was yeah. Jackson clay, Jackson clay yep. that, you know, they, they've seen him for a while. Jackson clay is going to high point, you know? And I'm like, awesome yeah you know he should be going he should yeah. you know i've said it all year you know this kid can play you know and his brother's on michigan like how aren't <laughs> you knowing so i you know i'm like good for him high point's gonna be very happy with this guy yeah uh so those things are going on june and july so yeah. it's both it's actual kids getting signed and actual the guys making lists to wait till september 1st or the yeah. you know d3 coaches making lists I will say this, in the last two weeks, I have had coaches reach out to me, which I think is super cool, and, and it's super cool, because I didn't think this sort of thing would happen. But it's due diligence, like the offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator or just a recruiting guy, and he said, mm -hmm. I follow you on Twitter, and which I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I found out there's a lot more people that follow me on Twitter that... I don't know, like, or they watch my stuff. They're not following right. me. I'm like, right. why don't you follow me? They're like, oh, well, you know, they, I don't know. They're the reason, <laughs> whatever, whatever it is. I don't care. They called me or they sent me, they sent me a message or got in touch with me. And they said, you saw so-and-so play because I see that you've so seen this team play three times. Mm -hmm. What is your impression of that player? And I'm like, really? And then again, I'm like, well, I think this, this, this. And then I caveat, I go, I don't think, I, I don't think any kid's bad you know like i'm not gonna tell you a bad a thing i think is bad um but i think he's very strong at this i think he's strong at this i think he needs to work on this uh what are you looking for uh and it was pretty cool that that's happening 
Um, now it makes me want to like, now I feel like I have to take more meticulous notes at games. Like now I feel like I'm going to have to have a, a recorder talking into it because I also did it for inside lacrosse. Like yeah. I wrote a few things for them on players and I'm, and I, and I said, I go, that's, it's a lot of, um, responsibility. Yeah. It's almost too much responsibility for me to have, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? But, but I'm like, I really respect that. And I really want to do that. So I thought it was. You know, I'm more I'm talking about myself, but I thought it was really cool that the coaches reached out to me. And they're probably going to be talking to these guys in a week uh, or if they haven't already today, because it was uh, D3 colleges and I think they yeah. can talk. And it was 22 or 20s they were asking about. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was cool because, again, my world is the Midwest and yeah. they were asking about Midwest players. And I was very like, like, yeah, I'm, get, I'm doing what I would have set out to do, like. I, you know, I, I know it's not me, but they asked about that kid yeah. and they asked about that kid and I'm going, you're damn it. Great. I, you know, <laughs> I wanted, I was very happy. So yeah. there's all that going on right now. This is the most important time. I also think the fall season is a great time. Yeah. I love fall lacrosse. I mean, people are going to say I'm nuts. I love the tournaments in November. Love them. Those are my favorite. It might be because my son's tiny and no football players are playing and <laughs> things, but I also like to wear a jacket. Yeah. I don't like to have to wear a t-shirt and still broil my butt off. So I love going to, you know, Maryland in November and, you know, it might be 50, it might be 30, it might be 60, but I love that time. So that's another time when you get to see coaches. It's hard to see coaches when they're actually coaching yeah. and you're playing in a high school game. Yeah. So again, Seeing people flabbergasted by saying ninety percent didn't compute with me. Yeah, I feel like I'm just the anti of everyone today. Like <laughs> they're arguing and I'm against them. I'm, you know, I didn't think it was bad about Paul Rabel. They're all boycotting. So maybe I'm just in that mood today. Yeah, yeah. It was, like I said, I guess maybe it depends on what your definition of of how how you're defining recruiting. Right. I mean, it's it's recruiting is one of those things. Like it it kind of covers all manner of sins. Um, in the, in the world, like you know, because how are you defining it? Like, is it just the simple act of watching kids? That's my, that's my definition. If, you know, if that's it, I'm like, you shouldn't be surprised that it happens in June and July because that's, that's what I mean. That's when all the tournaments are like, you know, it's one of those, like, that's where like you see all the college coaches there and what's going on. And they're trying to get ahead. And obviously with the rule in September 1st, like they're trying to get, you know, um, I actually, uh, talked with in two weeks, we'll have, um, podcasts with, uh, coach Trey Wilkes, the university of Delaware assistant coach. Like I talked, talked with him last night and he made the point. He was like, kids shouldn't be worried if they don't get a phone call on September 1st. Absolutely. He was like, you know, obviously you got to realize like there's only so many hours in the day, so many coaches, that whole right. thing. It's like, you know, don't be freaking out if your phone doesn't ring September 1st. So like even September one, these kids are the 2020s aren't, you know, Phone's probably not going to be ringing off the hook for some of the kids. Like they're going to wait. Most they, of the yeah, kids. they're going to wait. And like there's going to be there's there might be uh, thirty know. players in the country that will get a call the the minute yeah September first, and it might and they're going to get fifteen calls. I yeah, mean, there are the kids who are available, like Andrew McAdory from St. Anthony's. Yeah, I'm expecting him. His phone will be ringing off the hook because I yeah. think he's the best twenty one I've seen. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure some of the boys from Culver are going to be getting some calls yeah. on September 1st. But your average stud might not get a call, but they'll start saying, hey, you're in our process. Yeah. And I've told that to people like he didn't get a call. And I'm like, 
again, and I said, you're, you're in the Midwest. They're going to, they're going to wait on you. Yeah. You know, if, you know, they're going to wait on you. Well, nine times out of 10, you're not, I mean, because they, they might the be number, that, they might be number two on the list, and you're just right. waiting for number one to be like, all right, right. you know, do, how much of a shot do we have? Right. Do we think we have a legitimate shot at getting the kid that's number one on our list? Right. Who else is looking at him? What's he looking like? And they don't want to, um, you know, I, I'd rather the coaches take their time than over recruit and be like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna take one, two, and three, and two and three commit, and then all of a sudden they get their number one guy. I'm like, oh, we really don't have a spot, and then we the kid them. ends up, you know, they, they drop it. So right. it's one of those like you'd, you'd really rather the coaches take their time, right? And I know, agree, and know where you fit. So um, yeah, the summer season, it's uh, I know a lot of the coaches like have finally I've I've sent the emails out, and in the last two weeks the replies have been coming because they were like, oh yeah, the seasons our seasons winding. I was like, we're really in just doing home visits now, so it's kind of like they're. And I told I told all the coaches that I emailed, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm just really busy right now." I'm like, "Totally get it. I'm just getting on your radar." Right. So whenever right. the season calms down a little bit, like you know, you know, I'm here, um, and they're always really appreciative of it because they know there's a lot of demands on their time, and uh, you know, you you think you get a lot of uh, DMs and uh, right. vitriol. Uh, can you can only imagine what some of the college coaches probably right. go through uh, with with trying to handle some of that stuff, and you know the the I. I I feel bad for them in some respect because I know some people out there probably they they might think they know the rule but they might not realize the rule but like coaches have told me like yeah the kids what they don't understand is if they contact us nine you know if you're if it's if you're not past September 1st your junior year like we can't even contact you back we can't reply to your email we can't respond to your text and then coaches have told me like worst thing a kid can do is not include his class here cuz he might be a 2019 it might be a 2020 but if you don't include that they just won't respond because they are not, they're going to err on the side of caution. Like we're not going to get busted, on, you know, just because like oh well he didn't do it. Ignorance is not you know for it is forgiveness in the NCAA world. Like they were like ah oh, you know better. So they're you know it's not going to go that way. So uh, yeah, it's always uh this is the time of year where it starts to slow down for the college coaches. But you know, and well, I'm sure there'll be some. It, it's still showcase season now. Now is the high school you know showcase days where you're starting or the college showcase days like this team's having one this team's yeah, having one the prospect days and yeah, that's, that's days really where you can if you're if you that's where you do it if a kid has if the kid has done his due diligence and done his work he started to narrow in on a few schools and those that that's where you can be like all right you know i want to go to ohio state how do i make sure like it's the guaranteed way that you get in front of the college coaches from Ohio State because there's no guarantee they might have been at the NHSLS. Right. There's no guarantee they saw you play if right. you were there. Like, or you know, they might have been on another field, or maybe it's just you know they had their eyes on another kid right. during that game. Like, there's any number of factors, so they're a guaranteed way if those are the schools you're interested in. And I know those things cost, and I think I know you got some. Uh, I don't want to say heat, but you got some feedback uh, on Twitter. I think it was last week. About the uh, the try was it the tryouts for club teams, um, <laughs> and, and stuff like that, and I kind of chalked the prospect days up. There was like obviously you can't afford to go to all of them, but I right. think that's where it's like it's up to you and your parents to kind of identify like all right, right. Where, where where do you want to go? Where do you legitimately think you have a shot to go? Don't just you know shotgun your money everywhere and go to like six different schools just because they're all there. Like right. try to narrow it down and be like all right, you know we. We, we really like Ohio State or we really think we want to go to a big school or you know, maybe we want to go to a D3 smaller school. Like you kind of figure out like where where you want to go and then kind of focus on on that and figure right. out where you got your best shot because um, 
yeah, obviously money is not infinite for a majority of the people. <laughs> right. And, and it's funny that you were talking because that's just about tryouts. That's tryouts for a travel team. That's not even going to a showcase. Yeah. But, uh, but one thing I do know, talking about going to showcases, going to those things, if you're going to a showcase, odds are you are on travel team. Yeah. Uh, and if your travel coach, this is uh, this is my public service announcement. If any, your travel coach should be honest enough with you to tell you. Yeah. I know I can call my son's travel coach, and I asked him yesterday. Actually, I talked to him yesterday, and I said, "My son wants to go to this showcase," and he said, "I don't think that fits him." Yeah. And I said, "Okay, thanks." Yeah. You know, and I would go to it no matter what, but he's like, he's not up to that level. Right. He's like, you, you're better off going to this one. I appreciate that. That's yeah. actually what I pay for. That's what I pay for. That's when I tell people, when you're looking at these teams, you, you want to look at, again, going back to that little thing, because I, I wasn't going to respond on Twitter because I could go off for an hour on this. <laughs> and there are a lot of parents that don't understand. And what I said, just to people who don't see it, was I said, your child should go on a team that's the best fit for him or her, not the best actual team. Right. You know, don't just, just try out for the name on the right. front. <laughs> just because this team is great and they keep winning and they're great and they're famous, like whatever, wherever you are, there's always that team. Yeah. Not all kids are, are the same. And so you might make the team, but you might not play. Right. And that's their right. They're a travel team. So don't put, so you'd rather be the, in my opinion, now, I know some people just like to have their kid on that team. And he goes, he plays for this team. Right. Okay. Uh, it, you you, you want to be the big fish in the smaller pond, especially in the, in the, um, in the game of, of being noticed than a kid who sits on the bench of the good team, where everyone <laughs> on the team is getting noticed. And you're like, oh, yeah, I play on that team. Like, I didn't see you. Uh, yeah. I uh, so that's why I say – a, know who the coaches are and what they're going to do and if they're going to be honest with you yeah. instead of just taking your money. I've seen some coaches say you shouldn't be on our team. I've other see, I've other also seen coaches having 35 kids on a team just to get the money. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to name names. If you don't do your homework, buyer beware, caveat emptor, it's your fault. That's what the, in, the advice I gave. Then I said, go to as many tryouts as you can. And people are like, well, the, the cost of that. Now, here's what I want to respond to that because that – really angered me you're gonna drop five g's a summer playing on a travel team yeah travel gas lodging uh food not to mention the team you're on let's see the teams between a thousand some teams are four thousand dollars yeah okay and if you're from the midwest you're going out east if you're on a good team to play in those tournaments so that's at least two three four days now you're going to a place where the tournament is, and they jack up the prices. So you might be playing a hotel three hundred a night. So yeah. you're at nine hundred a thousand right there if you drive or you fly. Yeah. So if you're going to worry about thirty five dollars, seventy five dollars, or a hundred dollars, and say, oh, that's too much for tryouts, you shouldn't be playing on travel because it adds up like a mother. Yeah. And I mean, you you can't really half ass it to travel, or you're on the wrong team. Uh Sorry. So if you take a budget and you say, I'm going to budget, and not everyone's got five teams to try out for. You might have the option to try out for three. Right. And if your budget is, I'm going to spend $200 as my budget to try out for these three teams. 
other levels other other kids will go to other states and try out for a regional team right such as true juice cherries uh midwest express that's starting here yeah project midwest these teams will get kids from all over so not only that you might be driving three four five hours mm-hmm. trying out for that team you don't know anyone you want to fit you might have to go to another state and try out that's another expense so when the money thing came in, I'm like, if you're at, if you're concerned about money, about travel, you you've never traveled then, because, I mean, <laughs> stopping at a gas if you're driving, you got to stop twice. Filling up a gas tank is fifty bucks. Yeah, do it twice, so it all adds up. So that's you know, and that's where I came in with due diligence. Do your due diligence. Do your homework. Whoever's at that tryout, that's pretty much going to be the staff. Yeah. No, no one's really missing a tryout. So if you go to a tryout and they've got seven teams of kids in different grades and there's five coaches, why are there only five coaches for seven teams? Right. If you go to one that's got 14, 15, 16 coaches all over the place, you go, that team's, you know, got a lot of coaches. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, one team might not be good for another kid. And that's where that came from. So it's almost like you got to do your pick to get on your travel team and then find out the right travel team. And then you can go to that coach on that travel team and then they help you. That's what you're paying. I called the coach. I trust his, I trust his opinion of my, his assessment of my child. Yeah. I assess kids. I know what I'm looking at, but you always need a different set of eyes. Like I could look at kids on his team and be like, that kid's good. This is this. Right. And parents ask me, what do you think? But I go, but that guy, I pay to do that for me. Yeah. Or that parent pays their coach. Yeah. And they're usually pretty spot on. And that's where the money comes from. And I said, one of the analogies I always use is, would you let somebody pack your own parachute and jump out of a plane? <laughs> right. No, you better pack your own parachute. I look at my child as a parachute. I'm going to do the due diligence for my child as best I can. And if giving that advice was wrong, th- then I can't help you. If you don't think doing the best thing for your child is getting the best fit for him, well, you know, have at it. That's then don't then don't follow me or talk yeah. to me about it anymore. Yeah, if you're if you're paying the the um your club coach or travel coach and think they're uh, full of crap whenever they give you an honest assessment of your kid, like it, it then it's time probably time to leave. But it's also probably time to relook at your, you know how you view things as well. Because, I mean, those guys, like, I mean, I know I'm not that naive. Like, I'm sure there's guys out there that blow a lot of smoke. Um, and will tell you that your kid is perfectly good and he should go to that tournament because, you know, they, well, they get, you know, they, well, they have a team of uh, division one players. All of our players are division one. <laughs> no, yeah. No, they're not. Yeah. Uh, but they're all playing for him. Yeah. Oh. So, I mean, again, it's always, you know, you got, like you said, buyer beware. You got to keep your, you got to figure things out and you got to do what's best for you, your kid. And, but you also got to know, like, you know, one of the things that have come up several times after talking to college coaches this summer is, you know, there's, um, no one's going to do the work for you. You got to put in the work. Like if you if you're the player, you need to be doing the work. Don't rely on mom or dad. Don't think that, you know, just because you scored, you know, X amount of goals during your senior, your junior year, college coaches aren't going to come knocking on your door just because they think you're fantastic. Um, yeah. you got to you got to really put in the work. Goals. Yeah, that you got to put in the work. Um, and you need to you need to make the effort to to do it. And I mean, that extends like if you want to play travel and you want to go to these tournaments, you want to get noticed. If that's your, those are your priorities. You need to be willing to put in the work to figure out like, all right, what's, what is going to put me in the best position to achieve my goal of playing college across, no matter what level it is. 
Right. What what is going to get me closer to that goal? Whether it's playing on, you know, you know, Midwest Express, True, Juice Cherries, like all right, which which of those programs will get me closer to my goal? And obviously it's a comfort thing, like which coaches am I right. like there's so many factors that go into that thing. Yeah, tons. And tons. you know, there's you, great you don't programs know unless in the you Midwest. see what's happening. Like you got to right. go out there and you got to figure it out right. like you know, it's right. it's like trying on a pair of shoes. Like what's right. good, what fits the best? And, and and I like as I said, I go. I'm going to try to go to as many tryouts, not just for my son, but for me to try to help parents. Like I'm going to try, I'm going to try to get a meeting with as many Midwest coaches. I've already reached out to them. I said, here, I will tweet out your tryouts. I'm not favoring one or another. I want all of you to be successful. I want everyone to be packed with kids because the more kids that are playing in the Midwest, the more kids that will play in high school, it will lift the thing up. And that's, that's what I care. I, I, I don't have an ulterior motive, yeah. uh, which some people think that like, you're, you're pimping out this team. I'm like, I, why would I, I pay my money. I could show you the money that I pay. Uh, I would never even accept um, something free. Like if someone said, hey, come and play for our team, you know, thinking they're going to get a favorable. I, I wouldn't. I've signed my son up for two tryouts already. I've paid already. Both. Pay, I can show you the receipts. Yeah. So regardless of what it is, I don't even if it's a team my son's playing on, I don't I'm still do your job, do your job. I'm for I'm for everybody. I'm not anti anybody. Yeah. Uh, and I'm open for parents when they ask me their questions. And I do get a lot of parents because it is it is it, you know, it, it is a lot. It is yeah. a lot. And, and I sit there and I, and, and I got somebody who asked me, he's like, what age do you think I should put my child into travel? And I said, I can't answer. I don't know anything about your child. Yeah. It's but not I a said, blanket answer for this. Stuff. Right. Is, is your child mature? Is your child young? Is your child really good, but really small? Like this is the case of mine. Yeah. And I said, I had to put my son in travel across. I wanted him to play the toughest competition he possibly could play to sort of beat him up to get him ready because I know he won't be big until he's about 18. Yeah. So he needs to be used to playing to kids who are twice the size. So you can't do that all of a sudden say, oh, he's not going to play. He's not going to play high school. Welcome. And then the kid's going, I'm terrified of seeing a 6'2 kid <laughs> come and pound on me, a man. Yeah. So that's why I did it. And, the, and, the, and the, this dad happened to have a son who was like the same way. So I said, he's 12. I started my son at nine and he played on a U11 team. You know, they didn't have a U9 team. So he yeah. played with kids two years older than him. Uh, and it was rough for him. But, you know, he's still friends with some of those kids today. And I said, otherwise, I said, are you looking to play in high school? Are you, you know, some people just want to play rec league and have their kid play a game and play on Saturdays and have fun. Yeah. Awesome. Some kids, some people are like, I want them to play and play in high school and probably college. There's a route for that. Yeah. But you have to be honest with yourself. You have to be honest about what kind of child you have because um, travel could be real cutthroat. You could be on a team with some real good kids. Yeah. They could be little. They could be <laughs> rough with other kids. Yeah. You know, God forbid you drop a ball. You know, if this good, if the good kid on his team sees you and you're open and he hits you with a pass and you drop it. Yeah. You might not ever see a pass again. Yeah. And that kid might be sitting there berating you saying, you stink, you stink. Because – you know, kids don't want to play with someone who's not good. Do yeah. you want to put your child in that situation? I've seen it firsthand. I saw kids literally crying after games because of what the other kids. I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying it's right. It used to drive me nuts. But that's the world we live in. There are kids who are very good who don't want to play with a kid 
who isn't, and they'll and they could make their life miserable. Yeah. Are you ready that that might be your child? Yeah. So those are some of the things you have to look at. Yeah. Uh, and 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 it's almost the same thing going into looking at a college. Like, first of all, so many people think so many people think their kid's going to go play D one. <laughs> And you, you can't convince them like yeah. you can't convince like, I mean, I know some people who have just gotten the real hard truth in the last few months when yeah. they're like, my son hasn't gotten any calls. I'm like, well, what does that tell you? They're like, well, I think they're missing. I need to send more tape. I said, he's not a D1 player. Yeah. He, you know, look again, like, you know, and these are friends of mine and people yeah. I know. So I, you know, I soften the blow, but I'm just saying, you know, and it's not the end all be all. Right. You know, so, I mean, just for example, one of the kids who was going to go um, to uh, thought they were going to play a D1 is now going to Tufts. And I said, are you disappointed in that? <laughs> because if you are, I want to yeah. smack <laughs> and say, I would give my right leg for my kid to go play at Tufts. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's not, a con- that's not like, oh, it's not no. a consolation that's, prize. <laughs> like, let me tell you something. Odds are that's going to turn out better than almost everything else yeah. for half his kids. So th- there's just, the, you know, and I, and I applaud any kid who could play in college. You know, that's the other weird thing. I want to say thanks for my acceptance to D1 uh, school this. I don't care. I want if you. I'm congratulations for making it in college. Yeah. Any level, whatever level. I yeah. mean, I, there was someone who made an MCLA team. You know, they got recruited by. Good for you. These. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if people here understand in the Midwest saying how tough and how many players are actually out there. Yeah. Like, just go to one of these tournaments and go. Oh. Yeah. And then and then look at this. Here's another. As far as a D1 thing, when you're, if you think your kid's a D1 and he's playing in, let's say, Illinois, was he All-American? Was he All-State? Was he first-team All-State? No, he wasn't first-team All-State. So you think your kid is better than the first-team All-State kids and the All-Americans from your state. That's one state. So are you, who can you be out of those kids? Because they're getting looked. So, you know... It's all political. Start, right. <laughs> right. Start looking at that stuff. Start getting reality. If your kid's an All-American, well, you know what? You got a good chance. If your kid didn't make the state team, odds are he's not at that level yet. Yeah. Doesn't mean he can't. Doesn't mean he can't work for it. But you pretty much know, you know, or look at the team you think you're going to play for and say, what kid can you beat out on that team? Yeah. You know? Like, or who are the kids that got recruited to that team? Are you better than them? If you played against them, you think, or did you go, wow, that kid's good. Well, that's the kid who might be sitting on a bench on a D1 team for the next four years. Yeah. You never know. So yeah. uh, I digress. I, you know, I always do this and get off <laughs> on tangents, but well, there was a there was a few topics we didn't get to, but we're going to wrap it up because we obviously we got it. We got a lot of weeks to, to go before the start of the the next season, so we need stuff to talk about, you know, in, in the next few weeks as well. So, uh, Michael, before we wrap up, why don't you tell people where they can find you online? Um, you can find me at uh, M. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at mfwchi at mfwchi, and you can email me at mward at uh, laxrecords.com. 
That's what happens when you take a few weeks off. You can't right, you, yeah. get, you get out of the you get out of the rhythm. You forget. <laughs> I got I got text. People got my phone number. I was like, how did my phone number get out there? That's that's I've been getting text messages. So oh wow. Like, okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. envy that. <laughs> I, I, I'm, th- I'm thinking. I'm like, do I have my phone number on our website or anything? Nope. <laughs> right. Yeah, I have to um, double check. Oh, they have weird. mine on the website. Thank goodness. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you can find me. It's uh, at Lax Records on Twitter and Instagram. It's Facebook.com slash Lax Records, YouTube.com slash Lax Records. Um, I am, and of course, LaxRecords.com. So uh, I'm very easily found online. Um, there may be people who have already sent me messages, depending on when this went out from the first part of our conversation about the All Lax Records team. So, uh, yeah depending on how long it takes me to get to those responses. But everybody, for now, have a week. See ya.